gospel message. In this week's gospel message, I just want to touch on something very foundational or something that I'm sure a lot of us have wondered at some point when we read the New Testament, and especially when we read the gospels. And this is the whole situation of the Pharisees, the scribes, the religious leaders, and why they rejected Jesus, why they just refused to believe that he was the Messiah. And what made it even more interesting was the whole time Jesus would have his dialogue with them, he would always remind them of how being that they were such experts in the scripture and such experts in the law and so versed in the law as they claimed, how could they, not based on what they had already read or what they should know from reading the scriptures, how could they not connect the dots and based on the scriptures know that he was the one, the Messiah, the chosen one, the son of God. And then he also you know, chastise them that, okay, if you, even if you cannot do that, even if you cannot connect the dots, even if you cannot do that, then at least believe the works, believe the works that I do. So he had given them, and of course, he talked about the testimony of John that John the Baptist had given, and he told them that they believed the testimony, but here he was given a testimony that was greater than John's, but they would not believe his testimony. So again, going back why would they not believe him? Why were they rejecting? I mean, ultimately we know unless the Lord brings us to it, we cannot see. But what did Jesus mean when he said things like in John uh, chapter 5 verse 39, when he said things like, search the scriptures for in them ye think ye have eternal life and they are they which testify of me. So Jesus was telling them, okay, these scriptures that you people read all the time and you spend hours and hours because that's what they did. All they did was stay in the synagogues and discuss the scripture. They did nothing else. They did that. They prayed. They led the people, so on and so forth. But that was their work. Their work was to study the scripture. And Jesus was saying, okay, you search the scriptures. You guys sit here and you dissect these scriptures and you read them day in and day out. And yet, these are the very scriptures that testify of me. And yet, you will not come to me that you may have life. So, what was it that Jesus was referring to in these scriptures that testified of him? And I, I listened to... I, of course, I read the word and, and I, I listened to a couple of sermons that sort of spoke on the subject. And then in my, med, in my prayer and in my just, I guess, opening myself up to the Lord, you know, there was a, a, a huge dot that connected. So in John chapter one, this is the gospel of John chapter one, we have the very foundational way which that chapter opens. And it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehendeth it not. 
And then we skip over to uh, verse 10. And the reason I'm skipping over is just for context, because from five to nine, it talks about John the Baptist and his 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 mission his calling to be the forerunner of christ but just coming back to talk about christ himself because i just don't want to talk about john in in the message that i'm giving verse 10 says he was in the world this is the light and the world was made by him and the world knew him not he came unto his own and his own received him not which is what we're talking about he came onto the chosen ones of God, which was the Jews, and they refused him. Many of them, most of them refused him. And then uh, verse 12, it says, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name, which were not born of blood, not nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Remember, I said at the end of the day, no one can come unless the father draw them unless the son reveals, reveals them. So it's, it's in as much as we're kind of chastising them for not believing at the end of the day, it's not a flesh and blood thing to believe in Christ. It is not a, a, a will of the flesh. It is not a will of the mind. It is not, it is not a conscious decision. It, 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 we are not, it is not something born out of our flesh to be able to believe in this Christ, to be able to receive him. It says, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. As God so chooses, he reveals. But again, verse 14, which is the crux here. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So we know this word that is being referred to, this one who is being referred to as the word. Again, that verse one of John says, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. And then in verse 14, it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So now we're talking about verse one, God, the father and, and verse 14, God, the son, all of the same God, you know, God in heaven existing in his magnificence and his majesty and his splendor in heaven. But then a time came where he became incarnate. He came down in human form. And again, he was still the son of God. And this is the whole mystery of the Trinity that I'm not even going to get into. But again, that's why his name is Emmanuel and his name shall be called Jesus. And for he shall save his people from their sins and Emmanuel, meaning God with us. So this is God, the son, Jesus, the son of God. Now on this earth to do the work of salvation. Now we know him as Jesus because when he came as a man, he had to be given a name. He was given a name as all human beings are given a name. And that's why his name was Jesus. His name is Jesus and his name is Emmanuel, God with us. But the one who we know as Jesus, the one whom we know as the Messiah, as the son of God has been in existence before he came down as earthly Jesus. Before he gave up his majesty and glory in heaven to come down as man, he was already in existence. And that's why verse one says, 
in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Then it says, and the word became flesh at some point later on down the line for a specific purpose, for God's purpose, for his divine will, for his perfect will. And the word became flesh. But again, we're going back to this term being used to describe Jesus, being used to describe the Godhead. Let's just say the Godhead, God, the father, God, the son, and then the Holy Spirit is now God dwelling in us. So the word in heaven, the word becoming flesh and the word now coming in spirit to now dwell within us. Remember Jesus, this is the comforter. Jesus says, I have to go. I have to go to my father. This is after his resurrection and when he was about to ascend. He says, unless I go, the father cannot send the comforter to you. He cannot send the Holy Spirit to you. So again, the third person of God, first God as he existed in heaven, God made flesh in the person of his own son, Jesus Christ, that perfect where they are equal, but yet they are still separate. The mystery, the magnificent mystery of the Trinity and then God, the Holy Spirit. But he existed even, even as the word, even as the word. He exists. I remember God says, all things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. Now one would ask, okay, well, how do we know that's talking about Jesus? How do we know that uh, God is referring to Jesus when he says that? Okay, let's skip over to Colossians. Colossians chapter 1. And let us uh, start from verse 12. Colossians 1, 12. Giving thanks unto the Father, which had made us meet meaning us, we who believe, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom, in, in his son, in whom we have redemption through his blood. Who shed blood? God the Son, Jesus, shed blood, even the forgiveness of sin. 15, who? Who is this who? Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. This is Jesus. That he's talking about. Remember in John 1, 3, all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life for and the life was the light of men. It says, and the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. So when we don't understand this, when this is too mystifying for us or we even get to the point where we don't believe it because of how grand it is. Remember what the Bible says, the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehendeth it not. But going back to Colossians 17, 1, 17, he is before all things and by him, by this Jesus, by this second person of the Trinity, God, the son, by him, all things consist. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him 
should all fullness dwell. So this just tells you that <laughs> this Jesus that we just used to like rub him as a genie lamp to ask him, give us this, give us that. This is giving us the context of who Jesus is. Before he came down to do the work of salvation and vision who he is. But again, in John, he is described as the word, the word. So when he says to the, to the scribes and the Pharisees, you search the scriptures and yet the scriptures testify of me. Where did these scriptures testify of him? Let us quickly go to Genesis. And if we go to Genesis... And we'll go to Genesis chapter 15 and Genesis chapter 15, verse one. And that reads, this is when God, the father was talking to Abraham before he became Abraham. He was Abram at that point. And this is what it reads. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Who, see how the description, and it's very significant. It didn't say God, as many parts of the Bible have said when talking about the first person of the Trinity, who is God himself, Jehovah. There was a very specific, remember, in, 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 it will say the Lord God, or God created, but here specifically, as it's also referenced in many other parts of the, of the scripture, especially when God was speaking to the prophets, how was he, in what manner did he come to the prophets? That's what we need to pay attention to. In what manner did he come to his messengers? Those he, who he used, there were times in very specific ways for a very specific purpose, he came in this form. The word of the Lord came unto Abram. This is in the Old Testament, right? Let us go to the book of We'll go to one of the Old Testament prophet books. We'll go to Malachi. We'll go to the Malachi chapter one, verse one. And it says, the burden of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. That's how that chapter was introduced when the Lord came to Malachi. In Haggai, Haggai uh, chapter one, verse one. It says in the second year of Darius, the king of the, the king in the sixth month, in the first day of the month, in the first day of the month came the word of the Lord by Haggai. You see how, and, and I, and I pointed out that it's making reference, especially when the Lord was speaking to the prophets. It says, and the word of the Lord came and the word of the Lord came. And the word of the Lord came. And it is, not an, it is not by accident that this is happening. But the reason I pointed that out was because I want us to go to the, a, a translation. This is the Orthodox Jewish Bible. And again, this, the same thing was done in the book of Joel. This introduction of, 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 of God in this way in Joel chapter 1 verse 1. 
the word of the Lord came to Joel, the son of Bethuel. Okay. In the book of Micah, let's go to the book of Micah. In the book of Micah, chapter one, verse one, the word of the Lord came to Micah, the Morishite, in the days of Jotham. Same thing in Haggai, same thing in Zechariah, chapter seven, verse one. Zechariah, chapter seven, verse one. And it came to pass in the fourth year of the King Darius that the word of the Lord came unto Zechariah. Okay, so you see the pattern here, the word of the Lord. And remember in John 1, in the beginning was the word. Now, how can we assume that the same reference in the Old Testament, and before I, I, I conclude, because I'm going to conclude with how we can be sure. But before I do that, in, in, in the Gospel of John, chapter, in chapter 8, in chapter 8, and this is going to be towards the end. Remember when they were trying to stone Jesus because of something that they said? So Jesus, again, this is when they were confronting him, the scribes, the Pharisees, the religious leaders. And I'll start from verse, uh, verse 53. And this is when they were accusing him. It says, actually, no, I'm not going to start from verse 53. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, verse 53. So he says, Are thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets, which are dead? Who makest thou thyself? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him, and I keep his saying. Your Father, this is Jesus telling them, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. 57. Then said the Jews unto him, thou art not yet 50 years old and thou hast seen Abraham. Jesus said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Now, this seemed to set them off. And knowing Jesus, he says, everything he did was of his father. He says, as my father willest me to do, so I do. So if he came out of the mouth of Christ, God the son, it is because God the father willed him to do it. And we know that God is not a man that he should lie. So when Jesus said, Abraham rejoiced in my day to see my day and he saw it remember going back to that genesis chapter 15 verse 1 and it says abraham says the word of the lord came unto abraham in a vision saying unto him abraham fear not and this was a dialogue 
it was spoken directly to Abraham. It did not come through any secondhand medium. And it says, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham, says, I am thy shield directly. Abraham had this encounter with the word of the Lord. It was a direct encounter. So how do we know it's the same thing? I think the easiest way is to go into the a translation of the Bible. And, and the one I use is called the Orthodox Jewish Bible. Remember, the King James Version says, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham. If you go into the Orthodox Jewish Bible, and you can do this on your smartphone or on your computer, uh, if you're using Bible Gateway or any Bible app that offers multiple translations, it reads in Genesis chapter 15, verse 1, after these things, the Devar Hashem, that is the Jewish translation for the word of the Lord, the Devar Hashem came unto Avram in a vision. Look at the term being used in the Old Testament in a Jewish translation. The Devar Hashem, D-E-V-A-R, capital D, -E, capital D, E-V-A-R, capital H-A-S-H-E-M, came unto Avram. Now, this is the Old Testament, and this is in a Jewish translation. So let us go to the New Testament, to the book of John, and let us read from John chapter 1, verse 1. Remember what the King James Version reads? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. What does it read in the um, Orthodox Jewish Bible translation? Bereshish. Bereshish which means in the beginning, was the Devar Hashem. And the Devar Hashem was Agav Hashem. And the Devar Hashem was nothing less by nature. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This is the same Devar Hashem said exactly as it was said in the Old Testament. Well, let's go to the one about the word becoming flesh because that is what they disputed. Up until now, the Jews believed in God. They say he is our father and Abraham is our second father, but they rejected this Jesus. This one who was the word now made manifest in the flesh. They rejected him. And Jesus says, well, if you know my father, then you will know me because I came from my father. And he says, I and my father are one. And I believe that's in Matthew 10, 10. I and my father are one. And so going back to that 14, that verse 14. Remember, in the King James Version, it reads, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. 
Remember, this is the word that came unto Abram in a vision. The word of the Lord that came unto Joel, to Micah, to Jeremiah, to Isaiah, to, to Elijah, to Zechariah, to Moses, the word of the Lord. And for Moses, you can see that reference in Exodus 4.28. But this is the same word. And now John is telling us, and the word became flesh. Remember, John, the forerunner, John the Baptist, the one who came to give testimony to the light. He bore witness to the light. And the significance of witnessing back then was that this thing is true. One will not come to bear witness to something that was false. So if John was given the witness and Jesus said they accepted the testimony, but now that the testimony was pointing to him because he did not meet the bill and he did not meet their expectations, they were now rejecting it even though they did accept John's testimony about he who was to come. But when they now saw Jesus, their expectations were dashed. Well, he doesn't look like who we're expecting, but he says, okay, if you're not going to believe me because of my testimony, believe me because of the works that I did. And yet they rejected him for both. But this was that word, uh, John 1 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. King James version in the Orthodox Jewish uh, version and the Devar Hashem took on Gufaniut, which is corporeality. He was made flesh. He took on human likeness. And the Devar Hashem. This is the same Devar Hashem that was referenced throughout the Old Testament when the word says, and the word of the Lord. So when Jesus says the very scripture you read, you pour over, you study from morning to night, from Sunday to Friday, and even twice as many on the Sabbath, they testify of me. The same scripture that tells you the Devar Hashem spoke to the prophets of old, gave them a word, and they went on and obeyed God based on the word of the Lord based on the directives of the word of the Lord that came from God. He says, that was me. Your scriptures testify that that was me. And now here I am and you reject me. This is a, vol a, a voluminous one. And it is, it, it goes deep if we're to pour over. But we have to understand what Jesus was, what he meant when he kept on repeating this thing back to them. He was pointing them. He's like, okay, you take value in this, your scripture. You are rejecting me and my own testimony. You are rejecting the miracles that I'm performing in whose name I am performing them. He always came in the name of God. But because they were offended by him and under the influence of the devil, because he said it, he said, you follow your father, the devil. You don't follow my father, God, because if you followed my father, you would accept me. It would be evident. It would be clear. But you don't. That's why you can't. He kept on pointing them back to their bread and butter, 
which was the script, which was the very scripture that they took as life. And yet they were rejecting life that was before them. By God's divine grace, we'll continue this on another day. But I just wanted to point that out. That when Jesus said, the scriptures testified of him. And when people ask, where was Jesus referenced in the Old Testament? He was always there from the beginning. From the beginning. In the beginning was the word. And the word of the Lord is scattered throughout the Old Testament as God to his people. The word was always the intermediary between God and his people. Has always been. Always. If only we would just see it. And may the Lord open our eyes that we might see and may the living word open our understanding that we might understand the scripture and may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.